Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Karen Yankovich, and I am the host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and this is episode number 263. And it is, it is, it goes down in history as our first official video version of this podcast as well. So if you're listening to this in all your normal podcast places, you'll get all the same things you always get, but you can now also watch this on YouTube and wherever else I decide to share it. So, um, so the format is a little bit different because we are doing this on video. And I am excited to be here with my colleague and friend, uh, Tanya English. And Dr. Tanya English has been working for over 35 years in the healing field, first as a massage therapist, then as a chiropractor and energy healer. Dr. English has been inspired by the idea that we've been born with the power to heal. Her mission is to show people that they have tremendous healing power within and that they can use that power for the highest good. Dr. English uses Blue Note Healing Method to help others unlock that healing power and then educates so that people can use those techniques for themselves and for the good of others. She's a master of bioenergetic synchronization technique, which works on the subconscious level to dissipate negative physiological patterns that keeps the body from healing. She's also an energy healer with the ability to look into the energy pattern of an individual and discern and remove energy blockages that keep one from their fullest expression of life. And I have got to experience all of this personally, as well as professionally with uh, with Tanya. So Tanya, I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Karen. It's a pleasure to be the first video. Yeah, it's exciting, right? It's exciting. Yeah. Always trying new Absolutely. things. We'll see if we continue with this. Always trying new things. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, can I tell the audience a little bit about how that what not necessarily how we met, but how we ended up coming to me coming to you to say yes, like give us some help with this. Yeah, you're so welcome to um, share. <laughs> yeah, so Tanya and I um, were working to have been working together for a while, and um, I had in the beginning of 2023, I just had this craziness going on in my, on in my life. I had you know family challenges, and I just I last minute decided to move, and all this crazy, crazy craziness. And trying to hold it all together and trying to be there for all those people. And oh, by the way, run my business, right? So um, I was on a call with Tanya and she was talking about how the kinds of ways she helps people. And we were kind of collaborating on how she can bring that to more people. And in my head, I'm going, I need this. I need this personally because, you know, as a mom and a daughter and a partner and all the things, you know, I, I, I genuinely want to be there for people, but I also want to be there for you, for, for the podcast listeners, for my clients and for the people that invest in me. And because right now you're investing your time with me, even if you, even if you haven't given me your credit card, you're investing your time with me. And I take that seriously. And I just felt like I wasn't showing up. And by the way, I had COVID the very end of December. So I was doing all this like two weeks after I had first di- been diagnosed with COVID. I was testing positive for like, I think 12 days, you know, so I was exhausted is not like, is not the word. So I reached out to Tanya because I know that what she does is she, like, what I love about your bio, Tanya, is that you help people heal themselves. Like you understand that it's in there. And I knew that, but I couldn't access that. Right. So- yeah. I haven't even let you talk yet, but I wanted to let everybody know, kind of set the stage for how important I think as entrepreneurs, especially if we are shifting, you know, maybe you're shifting from corporate to entrepreneurism, or you've got a new chapter ahead of you, we taking care of ourselves, there's nothing more important than that. And as women, that's not always our first instinct, right? So Tony, oh, no. tell us a little bit about you. what brought you to want to do this work. So the women in general, right, we put ourselves on the back burner. That means we're simmering all the time back there. 
And eventually what happens is either all the liquid dries up and it burns <laughs> or something goes off and we have to pay attention. That's the thing that happens, burnout or something goes wrong and we have to pay attention. And paying attention means putting our attention on actually taking care of ourselves. You know, this year for me has been like that too. I came up with a couple of things that are happening in my physical body and I'm going, okay, well, I've been doing so well. Why, why is this happening? Because I want to take care of other people. That's what I love to do. Right. Taking care of myself. Okay. All right. I have to get pretty serious about this. So, you know, doing the same old thing really wasn't working for me either. And so I had to do new things and like, get outside my comfort zone because that's where the new things are, right? So it makes a difference when you actually put attention on your intention, then there's no tension. Ooh, that's a great line. That's a great yeah, line. Um, so you, yeah. you can look it up. And we'll, see we'll definitely, we'll definitely uh, be sharing that line when we promote this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but you know, one of the things I love the most about you, Tanya, is that you come to this place of mm -hmm. healing with, you know, of committed being, have a commitment to being a healer with not just the, the right brain energetics, but the left brain training, right? You are trained and, and certified and whatever you call licensed. the certification. I'm licensed a licensed chiropractor. chiropractor. I've been practicing right. for over 30 years, chiropractic. I was a licensed massage therapist before that. So I've been studying anatomy and physiology all those years. That's what we do. We learn yeah. about the thing that we're working on. The other thing that I learned that I study is what's influencing that because we're not just the sum of our parts. We're more than that. And so that more than that part is the part that I'm really interested in because that's what's influencing the physical. So in chiropractic, yeah. chiropractic philosophy 101 is remove interference from the nervous system, the body heals. Why the nervous system? Because it's the communication network for the whole entire body and beyond. I'll say that because <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you remove interference from the nervous system, then the feedback loops that happen can be like in reality, they're getting the right signal. Right. If there's interference, and we call that a bone pressing on a nerve so that the nerve gets either too much information or not enough, then that organ at the end of the nerve, whether it's a muscle or a liver or, you know, whatever it is, that's not getting the proper information. So it's all about communication and dialing down the static so that the signal comes in clearly. So here's the other part of that. Not only do we have this physical part, but our emotions and our feelings are how we interact with the world. And every single emotion that we have, every feeling that we have, has its own physiology. So would you agree that happiness is a little bit different than bliss? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that peace is a little bit different than calm. Yes. They're yes. kind of synonyms, but they yes. are a little different. That's why we have different words for them. Ooh, I like that. And every time you have a feeling, whether it's regret or shame or blame, it has a different physiology. And those physiologies, those negative ones that I just talked about, can get stuck running over and over and over. And the reason why they get stuck is because they happen with intensity or they happen chronically over and over again. 
So the body memorizes the pattern and it goes, oh, I'll just do this now. So I talk about your body and your cells like it's another entity because it makes it easier for me to relate yeah. these concepts. Yeah. But your body only knows two parts. It only knows two modes, really. It knows survive and not survive. Right. So if it thinks it's in not survive, it's going to do whatever it has to do to survive. So it memorizes and that pattern becomes subconscious. So now you don't have to think about it anymore. It just happens. The example I'll give you is like, if you're driving to the grocery store, are you thinking about driving or are you thinking about what you're going to get at the store? Right. The you're driving pattern is subconscious. It doesn't mean you're right. not looking you're thinking about where you, and, and how many times have you arrived someplace and barely remembered how you got there? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And so, you know, it, it, we don't realize that we're creating these patterns, but the emotional pattern gets created too. And when that's overriding what's happening presently, when that pattern is overriding present time, we call that a subconscious emotional memory override. We call it a CMO for short. Subconscious emotional memory override. Your body is doing this emotional pattern that it's supposed to do physiologically and it's overriding present time. So when I'm doing muscle testing with people and I say, hold your arm out and I'm going to press on it. And when I say, hold, you hold your arm there and I can push their arm down and I can get it from here to here. That means the body's going, yeah, yeah, I'll be with you in a second. I'm kind of busy. Mm. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And we can do that uh, uh, online as well. I, I use a surrogate for that. Um, so I'm not actually touching the person that I'm online right. with, but I have a surrogate that I use for that. And it works really, really well to help people understand my body isn't in present time because in present time, I said, yes, I'm going to hold my arm. Right. And, and so the thing that I teach people when I'm working with them online is how to do muscle testing for themselves, how to do how to find a yes or a no. Is my body, mind, spirit in agreement with the statement? I right. forgive myself for allowing this to affect me negatively. Uh, no, it's not in alignment. <laughs> right. right. And you know, muscle. how many, you know, I mean, gosh, I can probably think of a hundred things that have happened. I'm going to say to me, for me, or in, or yeah. I experienced maybe things that I've, I've experienced in my life that could be some of those energy blocks, some of them more intense than others, but some of the little ones that don't seem like a big deal, but right. if they're still in my head, right. They're there for a reason. Well, what if it's so, happening when you're pre-verbal before right. you know how to oh, talk? Wow. Wow. What if it's happening yeah. in utero? Yeah. What if it's happening generations back? So the work that I do, I can clear that stuff generations back, lifetimes, generations. It really doesn't matter if you believe in past lives. What matters is the story that's coming out of you. Right. So when I'm right. reading people's energy intuitively, that means I'm picking up their vibration and I'm translating it into words that I can relate back. When I'm doing that intuitive energy scanning, then I can tell the person, here's where I see this is blocked. And that's what we need to work on first, second, third. So and we get that idea. It's, it's so important. You know, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but I, I saw one time something that said, there is a part of you that remembers being in utero. Absolutely. And I'm does. like, gosh, like that's so crazy. Cause you think of your mother, right? You don't really imagine yourself inside of her, right? Like, but you were. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. When my sister and her daughter were traveling somewhere and she said, oh, that's when I was the mom and you were the baby. 
And she was about three or four years old at the time. So she hadn't forgotten all this stuff yet. Right. And then she said, oh, yeah, that's where the rainbow came out of my belly, the umbilical cord. That's where the rainbow came out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty amazing. So it when you're talking to little kids, like right. three or four years old, they're verbal. They can tell you can ask them questions, see what ha- happens. Sometimes they remember, sometimes they don't. I have a client who remembers three of his past lives. Like, wow. Wow. Interesting. You never, people are fascinated. <laughs> I can talk about this forever, but let's talk about how it impacts us today. Right. So, yeah. you know, when you've got the, you know, you talk about the fact that these are energy blocks in your lives right now. Right. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the work you do is around grief. Right. And we'll talk about this for a minute because mm-hmm. we, at least me, I can speak for myself. I feel like I try to compartmentalize, you know, and I know that there's only so much I can do about that, yeah. but you know, you're, you came to this work with grief around stillbirth and, and pregnancy loss. Yeah. And no matter how I, you know, have not experienced that, but I, I can imagine that that doesn't go away. You know, that is just such it a part of who you are, you know, yeah. it changes. And so, you know, I talk about it very freely and openly because this is the thing. It's like it's stillbirth. People don't talk about it. And then you ha- that happens to you and people start coming out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah. But see, we don't talk about it very much now. Nowadays, everybody's talking about everything. So you can find a podcast on it. Right. Right. But right, right what I'm right. saying is that um, it, people don't know how to talk about grief in a way that is uplifting. Now, here's the thing. This is a big picture kind of look at it. And you have to decide are things happening to me or are they happening for me? That's a big leap for a lot of people. It is a big leap. And it's one of the questions I hate the most. I get it. I, I mean, I, when I say I hate it, I don't hate it. I get why you're asking it. <laughs> but when people ask me it, I'm like, oh, God. So, I know, I know, so, I know. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I want to feel that, like it's happening to me. Like, I want to be all, like, victim-y around yes, it, right? But know, I know that I should. I know that doesn't serve anybody, right? No, so, but it, it's the whole idea of that you're responsible for everything that happens in your life. I mean, it's right. not your life that I'm living, Karen. It's mine. So right. I'm responsible for what happens in my life. Right. Responsible doesn't mean blame and shame, okay? This is where this starts to get... People's, people's boundaries are fuzzy on this because they've been taught, don't talk about yourself, right. you're not worthy, you don't measure up. This is the stuff that we hear. Like, you got an A minus, why didn't you get an A plus? What's wrong right. with you? Right? right? This is stuff that I hear from my patients and my clients. Like, I have, nothing was ever good enough. I couldn't get anybody's attention. And here's the thing. It's like, it it compounds as you grow because now you're going, well, I'm never going to have that happen again. So you're reacting about what didn't happen. And you, and then you say, well, I'm never going to do that to anybody else. Now you're still reacting about what happened. It's not about this reaction thing that we have. And I was just talking to a guy the other day. He goes, every woman I meet has some negative aspect of my mother. And I said to him, have you forgiven your mother? And it stopped him dead in his tracks. He was like, oh, I said, we could work on that. And then you'll attract the right person. Yeah, because listen, I, I, you know, as I hear all of this, of course, I can relate to a lot of it. And there's a part of me that thinks, like, let's just use the, as, as something that's not quite emotionally charged, like the A minus and the A plus, right? Yes. Um, which is emotionally charged for some people. I get that, right? For, but for, wouldn't for it absolutely it's emotional. Right. But wouldn't it absolutely suck from the every bottom of every heart that that moment in your life was interfering with your success today? 
Yes. Right. And like, like that's where, that's the part that I think that's the importance of the work that you do. Like, these are the things like we're trying to, we, we think we're over them or we think we're past them. And then, you know, like I can think about, you know, I'm divorced and I can think about the challenges I had with my ex-husband and good grief. Do I, he is the last person on earth that I want to be in the way of my yes. successes today. Right. Like, so, so this is such and important work because it's easy for me to say, no, I'm done. I'm over that. And in many oh, that's ways, so I easy am. to say that now, right. I, I'll tell you what happens when you do that. When I just was working with a relative of mine the other day on this and I said, have you dealt with this situation? What happened five weeks ago to you? And he goes, I had a really bad situation with somebody who I used to look up to, but I don't talk to him anymore. So I've dealt with it. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, you haven't. Right, right, right. When you decide that you're going to cut somebody out of your life, that's a loss. That's grief. And you haven't dealt with it just because you decided you're not going to talk to them anymore. So That's what, what happens? What are the ways that they're experiencing energy blocks in those cases? Like, so we know that these people are, are we we are having energy blocks, right? How are we experiencing those energy blocks? As grief that is not that you're not able to get over, as the recurring thought that keeps saying to you, "You should have said this. You should have said that. You should have done this." This all this shooting and on yourself and other people, um, it comes out as reacting to something in present time and the reaction doesn't match it, like getting really upset over something that has nothing to do with what's going on at the present time, because at the present time, somebody didn't put the right spoon on the table. Right. right. But you freak out as people like to say, and you have, and you go off the off on a tangent and get so upset. This is another indication that something's wrong. If you're crying all the time, if you're, there's so much grief in there and you can't let it out. I just wrote a text to somebody who hurt me seven years ago. And I went, you know what? This is still hurting me and I'm done. I'm going to tell you what you did and here's what happened. Wow. And, and it was cathartic for me. I don't really care what they thought, but I <laughs> needed to get it out. And so right. that's what I did. And it wasn't like they didn't care, but it's not it's not about them. It's about me. And I understand when people say like, yeah, but it's just so selfish. It's not selfish. What you're doing is taking care of yourself. This right. stuff has been brewing. That is such that a that, that dynamic right there. Taking care of yourself is not selfish is something we all should be saying. I, had, I told somebody day. recently, um, I said, well, what I really do is help people love themselves better love themselves more. And she said, well, that sounds narcissistic. I said, well, narcissism is me telling you how great I am. That's narcissism. Right. <laughs> That's not the same as loving yourself. Loving right. yourself is treating yourself like you would treat your best friend. Like, would you, wow. would you lie to your best friend? Right. Would you keep telling them, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Right. Because what's right. going to come back out of that? You don't understand. This is a big deal to me. And they would go, oh yeah, just forget about it. And you're like, no, that's, that's not, I can't, for, so you can't forget things. You can forgive them and then they don't have power over you anymore. Like the reason why I wrote that yesterday. Right. I don't want it to have power over me anymore. So I said, here's what happened. And I'm not interested. And the, those kind of things, when you're ready to do that, you, you'll do it. You'll do it. And right. it'll be like, okay. oh, I lifted that burden. 
one of the things that I do with people is I go in and we find out where those things are and it's totally subconscious. So you can't do it yourself. Right. You right. can't find out what your subconscious is doing yourself unless you have a lot of training on how to do that, right. which I can train you how to do that. But it's really important that you have another set of eyes. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. Right. Oh we're my meant gosh. To have it's, so it's so important. You know, we're so, two or more gathered. There I am also. That's what source says. Right. So when we come together, then we can both relay what we're getting and, and have it mean something. So how else, I'm, I'm assuming by like kind of what you did with that text is one way that just kind of like stopping the negative patterns that are happening, mm -hmm. right? What mm -hmm. are other ways we can stop the negative patterns that are happening in our lives? Uh, well, I'll teach you one right now. And that's four awesome. count breathing. It's so awesome. simple. Okay. And so it's, it's really simple. And if you just follow along with me in the next 32 seconds, you'll feel different. So perfect. Let's do it. Let, let me ask you and anybody who's watching or listening to this, um, put where you are in your mind, where you are on your stress level right now. It's the day before Thanksgiving. We're doing this. So there's a lot of people that are in stress. Eight. So are you, you an eight? One to 10? I'm an eight. Yes. Okay. She's an eight. Okay, good. So we're going to do this breathing exercise and in 32 seconds, that number should come down. So okay. let's do this. So exhale all your breath out and breathe in to a count of four. One, two, three, four. Hold it in. One, two, three, four. Exhale through your nose. One, two, three, four. Hold it out. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four, hold it. One, two, three, four, exhale. One, two, three, four, hold it out. One, two, three, four, breathe normally. Okay. How do you feel? Okay. I definitely feel a little better. I definitely so feel a little better. Maybe you're a seven now, and yeah, not an maybe even maybe even a six because I let, oh. I can let myself get worked up, and part of I what I needed to do in that moment was just unwind a little. You and know? you're not. And here's the thing: right. a lot of people think if they unwind, like you said, they're going to completely unwind. Right. <laughs> like you're going to be right. left as a puddle on the floor. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. You're still going to be you. This isn't some kind of mind trick. It right. is in the sense that you're taking over a subconscious pattern, breathing. Right. You're doing it consciously. It's the one thing that connects you to life. You can live without food for days. You can live without water for a while, but four minutes without breathing, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So you're connecting yourself to life. You're putting that intention in there that I'm, I'm about to calm down. And this is going to balance fight or flight and rest, digest, and heal. Oh, so wow. when you go into a fight or flight pattern, blood pressure goes up. Breathing grows up, eyes dilate. Um, all these things happen. Your bladder control might be gone, right? You might faint because all the blood goes to your periphery and you fall over and faint. Your body's doing that so that it, it will start breathing again and be normal. So your body is going to take over when you're in trouble. Okay, so that's fight or flight response. If you just let that happen and you don't do anything about it, it takes hours to come out of that. That's why EMT workers it. have a 10 year shorter life expectancy. Wow. 10 wow. years shorter. Wow. So when you're doing something that actually actively brings you back to rest, digest and heal, 
like four count breathing. There's other things too, but this is the easiest one to show you in this rectangle here. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you're telling your body, I'm listening. I'm taking this time and I'm going to do it. And that was 32 seconds. Come on. Wow. Do that. I well, do it when somebody cuts me off in traffic. Yeah, that's right. I get that. I get that. All right. So I don't want to spend a ton more time because I we we're, we're getting close, but I do want to hit, ask you quickly though. I know a big part of the work you do is founded in music. So tell mm. us a little bit about that. Why music and how does that impact all of well, this? Well, blues is a healer and I love blues music and have always loved it since the first time I heard Muddy Waters sing uh, Manish Boy. <laughs> I went, oh, this is different. By the way, and Tanya is a Jersey Shore girl, even though she's not there now. So Tanya and I can relate when she says that I picture, you know, I picture like, I can almost imagine where you were when you heard that song for the first time. <laughs> well, it was, it was a long time ago. And I moved to Iowa to go to chiropractic college. Iowa borders, uh, one of the borders is the Mississippi River. The other border oh. is the Missouri River. Right. And so we're between these two rivers and Mississippi River, Bix Beiderbeck is from Davenport, Iowa. That's where chiropractic was born. It's the only place on the Mississippi where it travels east to west. So Ooh. we call it where, where the Mississippi is subluxated. That's where chiropractic was started. And so lots of blues music in this area and lots of blues musicians. And I met a bass player, turned out to be my husband. And <laughs> yeah, those bass players, I get that. <laughs> Just something about those bass players. Yeah. You know, there's some really good jokes about that. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I met him and, and as, when I was starting chiropractic college and uh, as I was working my way through, he was playing in a blues band and we were going to the Blues Fest, which is right there on the Mississippi River in Davenport, Iowa. We went to the Blues Fest. We were there at the same time. We met the next week. And the rest is kind of history. But at the end of my time at Palmer Chiropractic College, I was pregnant and we were uh, waiting for our son to be born. And things took a turn and he was stillborn. And so I said, God, I, I know this is important for me to pay attention to because as a healer, first of all, I had a lot of questions about how could this happen? And second of all, show me what I need to know so that I can help more people through something like this. And because I'm a student and an observer as well as the participator. And we went, I said, just put me where I need to be for healing to happen. And so we were at the blues fest that summer. And I said, I want to go in and see the blind boys of Alabama because I've heard them so much and I want to see them in person. So I went to the tent stage, Ed went to the main stage to watch a band he wanted. And I had a healing like no, no other in that performance wow. that day. I mean, I felt waves and waves of love just washing through me, surrounding me. I felt so loved. It was, I, and I was there with strangers. I had no, didn't know anybody there. It was amazing. And so as that experience happened, I came back out and we met in the middle between the two stages and he looked at me and he goes, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, I'm really, really okay. Because I knew in my knower, in my knower, in my heart, that I was being held in love, that love was surrounding me and that I was supported 
by the love that was there for me. And there was more than that. So I got this really major sense of how much love there is. Fast forward. So went through that experience. I have lots of stories about that. It was a very intense experience. And as we were moving through, I also had another son after that. He's now 27. And we had two, I had two bonus daughters, Ed's from his previous marriage that lived with us. And as that happened, when they were growing up and moving away, we started our blues band. And I was singing with uh, his band every so often. And then people were like, why aren't you guys doing a band together? So about 13 years ago, we started the Tanya English band and we've been playing all around and ended up on stage at Kingston Mines with Joanna Connor once. And I mean, just amazing things. I've played at the Mississippi Valley Blues Fest now twice, bringing healing with the blues right back to the stage where I had my healing experience. Oh, that's amazing. Talk about like a full Let circle. Let me tell you, moment. when you have full circle moments like that yeah. in your life, your life is magical. Wow. And wow. it was just the most amazing experience. And then my friend Gloria Hardiman, alligator recording artist, alligator records, she said, well, I'm best friends with Jimmy Carter, not the president, the last remaining original blind boy of Alabama. Okay. And she said, I want, I told him your story and he wants to meet you. And we went and had dinner with them before a show. Oh, that like makes me, that brings tears to my eyes. You guys, it was just video. amazing. That's amazing. Fun. That's amazing. I did not and know so, that. That's incredible. So, so I had dinner with them and just hung out, you know, no biggie. <laughs> Hanging out with those guys. But that's the life. Okay, so that's the life you step into, though, when you just open yourself up to possibility. Absolutely, right? which is and at I the heart have... of everything we talk about here on this show. Right. That is, you know, like I want everybody listening to be have that moment of, this is my life. How cool is that? Right. Like I love yeah. that. Thirty years from the day Ed and I met, we're on stage at the Mississippi Valley Blues Fest. Wow. Thirty years that's later, awesome. it was unbelievable, and the, then. Last, well, wait a minute. This September, they came back to, uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama came back to the area. They're friends with friends here. So we went and had dinner with them, had a great time, went to the show that night, had a great time. They were opening for Robert Cray. Awesome. Awesome. And awesome. just being able to have those kind of connections with people. And it turns out their road manager, Chuck, and his brother, Ricky, who's in the, who's a singer in the group live in the neighborhood next to my son, Sam in Atlanta. <laughs> like, wait, oh, wow. This is getting so, weird. Right, but so this, so this music now is just infused in everything you do, all of the healing that you do. You, you have almost coined the phrase healing with the blues, right? And that's yep. a big part of well, healing with the blues.com. Go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to put links that. to all that in all the places. Um, yeah. So you have um, a place where people can experience your work personally with this powerful personal affirmation PDF and audio, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll put a link. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. The, the thing that will start the ball rolling is if you start telling yourself what you really want, mm -hmm. telling the universe what you really want and writing it in present tense, writing it down, not mm -hmm. typing it, writing it. Yep. It makes a difference. You're transmuting that energy of what you're thinking about that brings you joy, hope, love, excitement, um, anticipation, expectancy. Those are all the things that will bring stuff into your life. So if you're expecting presents for your birthday, that feeling, like, mm -hmm. I know it's going to be great. 
and you're counting how many sleeps until you get your presence, right? That kind of anticipation is what's bringing things towards you. Right. So it's easy for you to do. Okay. So we'll put a link to it. Yeah. Go ahead. Doing, what? doing the personal powerful affirmation means you're writing it about yourself. You're right. not taking somebody else's words and making it yours. Okay. You're making it yours. It's an important so distinction. I take you through the exercise of what you're going to do. You can get the audio, you can get the PDF, you can read it. And you're going to be able to see what is most important to you. Awesome. Awesome. And then repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and tap on it and all those things. Definitely do that. Definitely do that. So we'll put a link in all the places underneath in the show notes here, but also I will create a link. If you go to karenyankovich.com slash Dr. Tanya, well, it'll take you right to that page too. So you can get, if you're listening to this in the car, just go to karenyankovich.com slash Dr. Tanya, and it'll take you to that place. Tanya, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. We've been talking about doing this for a while now and haven't, um, haven't made it happen. So I'm so glad that we finally got to doing this. And, you know, Tanya's one of the beautiful, amazing women I get to hang out with in our She's Linked Up world. Um, If you want to know what it looks like to get some help, so you're stepping into this, just this bigger life. Um, grab a spot on our calendar, go to karenyankovich.com slash call. You can get a, a spot on our calendar. Um, if you loved this episode and you loved, you know, hearing this and you have, you think you, the people in your audience need to hear this, then take a quick screenshot of the show, share it on your social media, tag me, tag Dr. Tanya. All of our social is in the notes below so that we can share it with our audience because we appreciate you doing that so much, bringing this conversation to a new audience that we will absolutely share that then with our audience and get you that same visibility. Right. So, um, that's how, that's how we lift each other up, you know, in my, my commitment to this world is I want there to be more wealthy women of influence in the world. And this is how, this is a free way to continue to move that energy. A lot of the energy we talked about today, right. It's just lifting each other up, being in that space of support and lifting each other up. So just go to KarenYankovich.com slash two, six, three, you'll see all the all the things we talked about here today are in there. You'll see the link to the calendar. So if you want to look, know what it looks like to get some support with this, grab a spot there. And, you know, thanks Karen, for being here thank today. you so much. Yeah. Thank and thanks for being here for our first video podcast. Like this is all like new. So we're just, I'm just rolling with it. I've done, this is episode 263. So I've said these things many, many times, right? But it's just a little different to say it in this. So thanks for bearing with us with this. Um, in the links, in the show notes, there's a link to SpeakPipe, uh, or you can go to karenyankovich.com slash SpeakPipe and leave us an audio message. Let me know what you think of this video version. Let me know. You know, um, I respond to every one of those personally. So I love getting your messages there. So um, I will uh, love you. Love everybody. See you back here next week with another episode. Thanks for being here. 